Oh. We're back, everybody. We. We. Yeah. Yeah, we. Not well, I'm back. I'm back. We're glad that you're back. Finally. Yeah, no, I understand. Start the clock. The show has begun. Big Phil is back. Everybody, round of applause. Here we go, baby. Yeah, yeah, clap for me. My uh-huh. man, my man. Yeah, I can tell it really came from the heart. And uh, look, I watched last show, week's show without me, and, and I just realized that you really need me. <laughs> you didn't watch. Yeah, I did. I watched the whole thing. Okay. How long was it? Uh, well, I watched 45 minutes. 45. Well, see, that just tells you you didn't watch. The well, show was only 35 minutes long there, Chief. See, you're so full of it. No, I was, ask your mother. I swear. I swear. Now, uh, Dee Dee said, you know, that you were under the weather, but she goes, it didn't affect your appetite. She goes, your father's not feeling great, but damn, he's still eating. He's still hungry. I love that she teases you about that. Look at you. Why is she worried got, about it? You she got never, nothing to say. Yeah, I do. I got tons to say. <laughs> yes. I, as you get older, I'm trying not to let this aging thing cripple me, okay? Right. No, we've already established why oh, you overeat, okay. right? It's because you didn't eat enough thing, as a child. And why she concerned about it? She, you know, let me get, hold on. I'm Be up. careful of what you say about my mother. She did heat up a pre-cooked chicken last night, <laughs> and she made some broccoli. And I was like, well, I actually was sitting there going, hey, Diana, thank you for making dinner. Oh, whatever. Get out of here. Hey. She is always cooking you dinner. It's Are you hard kidding? To, it's hard to keep up with you, player. Oh, come on. Oh, come and on. also, too, remember we're, when I was teasing you about the, uh, you know, how you cook your, your chicken soup? Right? Yeah, about it would have to be in skillet. a prime pan. Yeah, yes. no, well, someone said that, hey, Matt, you must not have actually, you know, been in a kitchen or worked in a kitchen before because this is to, according to a chef, the fastest way to heat up a soup and to deliver it to, uh, to cu- uh, customers. So he thought that wow. you were okay. in the right with that decision. Okay. Now, I don't buy it, but he was defending Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you know more than the chef. <laughs> yeah. And you can't say, wow, Dad, you know, you were right. Does that hurt to say? Yeah. No, it's not It's not like that you were thinking like a chef over here. Hey, look, right? I was thinking about being economizing, okay? <laughs> that I'd made breakfast in that skillet. Yeah. So it was time to have lunch. And I go, right. well, I'm not going to dirty another dish. <laughs> See, I'm thinking of your mother. Yeah, that's right. And so I throw the soup all the time into that frying pan. Right. All really? the time. <laughs> so you t- only, only you would take a picture of it, man. Yeah, I took a picture of you actually the other day, too, that I was going to put on the show, but I'm going to spare you for right now. What but was, it was it? Just so you know, it's Big Phil. He's, <clears throat> uh, he was in the kitchen. He was eating, all right? But I came in there, caught him while he was quick, getting a quick snack between interviews. And Big Phil's got a nice collared shirt on, just like you see right here. And then he had, you know, these little short shorts on, oh. little Nike, sh- uh, Nike socks. Yeah. And then you had your little, uh, your little house loafers that you're yeah, wearing, yeah. the little Uggs, which were, well, which was, were adorable. You know, was, I had to do Zoom calls, so they only yeah. see you from here up. So <laughs> I'm not putting dress slacks on to do that. Yeah. I just thought it was a funny look there yeah, when you walked downstairs. Yeah, but it was. It's glad, I'm glad that you're back, Hey, guy. I feel good. Yeah. We've got a lot, a lot of things to say. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad you dressed up for the show a little bit. I appreciate it. Yep. Got my work boots on. I'm ready to go. I'm yeah. ready to go, baby. Snow and ice up here in New Jersey, on the roads, walking around. Uh, Got to be careful. That's right. Traffic enough, was right. bad. No, enough dilly-dallying. Yeah, okay. let's go. Let's, enough let's get rock and roll. Hey. Browns, Texans player. Well, you know, just how about the wild card weekend? Did okay, you, let's go Did you enjoy it. it, or was yeah, it I, a little I did boring? Enjoy it. Or? I did. Well, I, first of all, I enjoyed it because, uh, you know, we're, we tied each other in picks. So my six-game lead is still in its appropriate position. Right. I'm still dominating you in picks. Right. And uh, the overall record on the year, I'm 33 and 19, and you're 27 and 25. <laughs> okay. Well, we made an agreement that this week we would, every game would be worth two. 
the championship games to be worth three and the Super Bowl is worth four. Did so, we shake on that? We sure did. We bullshit. You agreed. We, wait, he just lied on the you stand. You agreed to it in the car. I did not agree to it in the car. Think, oh, oh, so we're gonna. I literally laughed at you and said, "That's funny. That's oh, a funny." So concept. we're gonna count all these regular season games and this and that are the same as Super Bowl and uh, conference championships and all that. Same stuff, huh? Is that what you're saying? That's right. That's right. Okay. Now listen, if the if the roles were reversed. You'd say, hey, that's just tough luck, son. All right? You just got you. No, I would like the competition. Yeah. Oh, you would like yeah. – I, I like the competition, too. Well, I'm kicking the competition's well, ass right now. I would do it. All just, right? Uh, listen, I would just do it because, well, I've whooped your ass once, and let me do it one more time. I'll consider maybe making the Super Bowl like a, a special one offer for you, you know, so you can maybe tie it or something. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll discuss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, you're but right really, now you're I'm really, kicking your ass, really and I love it. You're a flexible guy. And you're just, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what first wild card game? Let's go. Let's get the. Oh, okay, now you want to get into it. Okay, so the uh, first game we're going to talk about yes. the Texans versus the Browns. Right down there in Houston, NRG Stadium. First I, thing is this. What's that they player? They played a few weeks before that. That's right. Cleveland stomped them. Yeah. Okay, so that works against. To me, it works against Cleveland. It does. Okay. You know, and the Houston Texans going to hey, they came in here and kicked our butts, and <laughs> by God, we're going to practice, and you know the excitement of. Being yeah. in the playoffs, everything, home game, and, you know, emotionally, I thought there was a lot on their side. And, they and that's why up. you took the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I changed my mind later that week. And uh, yeah, right, right. I do it all the time. Yeah, well, you're on a lot of shows, so I feel like I've learned this for you. Whatever you pick here on this show, you go to the other show, you pick the other team. Well, what happens is this. This is why you have a false belief of how no, good you are at no. picking. This is early in the week, so I have – when I – when I get information, it changes what I right. want to talk about. Okay, okay. Yeah. does that make sense? No. See, I gather more information. I go, wow, I'm kind of off this Houston game. You know, Joe Flacco had a lot of big plays in that first Houston game. They didn't play great. Oh, and you know, I don't know if it had anything to do with it. C.J. Stroud didn't play. <clears throat> so, Clearly, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah apparently. But the, the fact that he was back in the game, their energy was just uh, incredible, and Cleveland which I didn't really pay attention to right before the game. They're, they're, they, their defense has been really average on the road. Yeah. And they're so what worries you? They've given up a lot of big points and a lot of, uh, a lot of big plays and points on the road this year, the Cleveland yeah. Browns The last defense. thing I'd just say is a lot of people were on top of that and talking about it, and, and I thought rightly so. Joe Flacco could throw some interceptions. Well, okay. That, yeah. I don't think that was the decide. Well, maybe it was because they, they turned into big points. But Joe, and that and their defense, to me, when you play that aggressive, a good quarterback, a good system, and the receivers took advantage of it. Yeah, for sure. And you got to give some credit too to Bobby Sloak and that offense too. They seemed like they had a lot of plays dialed up to take advantage of. Just what seemed like just over aggressive man coverage throughout the game. Now you said this to me. This is what Cleveland does. Yeah. This is what got them there in the first place. But at the same time. Uh, I feel like that was a easy way for a young quarterback to play fast right. and to make quick decisions, knowing that, yeah, like majority of the game, I'm going to get man coverage. I'm going to pick the best matchups. We're going to dial up certain plays to make sure that we're getting them open in man coverage. And, uh, you know, I just feel like they kind of had an answer for everything and also did a really good job of just making, you know, Simple plays, explosive plays, too. Well, right. Here, here's the thing. Yes. Like the down flat to the tight end, you know, that goes for 
70 yards for a touchdown. Very standard football play. Well, yes. And what they do, it was great acting. Who, who was the tight end that caught that one? Yeah, I got it. It doesn't matter. Right it doesn't now. matter. It was great acting, blocking. Right and they said, oh, he's blocking us. So they both linebackers come on the blitz. And then, of course, C.J. Stroud dro drops it over the line of scrimmage, and there's nobody there to cover him or be with him there. The big thing about Houston is this. that I Brevin think, Jordan was the player. Yeah, Brevin Jordan. Yeah, yeah. he went 72 looks yards. fast as hell. Yes, he is fast. But here, here's the thing about Houston. Yeah. They got all these plays, but it's a lot of uh, deception, and there's extra blockers a lot of times. For what? Because they're going to make sure their quarterback doesn't take too many hits. Right. I mean, against Indianapolis – Three tight ends, wide receivers inside the formation going to chip before they release on pass patterns because they were worried about the indie pass rush. And then going back and seeing it, I didn't see the, get to say this last week, but going back and seeing it, man, Indy, thank God they did it. C.J. Stroud would have been, never made it through the game because right. they were really putting a lot of pressure on him the whole game. Yeah. So, But I've noticed that the formations, keeping guys in, moving the quarterback, fake, roll one way, whatever, move in the pocket. Yeah, his ability to stand in the pocket, stay strong in the pocket, really deliver powerful footballs yes. down the field with tremendous accuracy. So it's a, it's a great job. It's, yeah. To me, it's a, it's a top-flight NFL offense because of deception and protecting the quarterback and, of course, speed at wide receiver. For sure. And then, of course, just the execution of the quarterback being able to deliver it, too. And, Man. And even to the, the, the little throwback play to Dalton Schultz. We saw this, too, in a, well, a few games. There's, there's Matt LaFleur. Packers, they do the Y sneak. Texans, very similar type of concept. A different way, obviously, of getting to it, but the same concept of run everybody to one side of the field. Tight end pretends like he's running a high corner route, breaks it back across against the grain, and is a beautiful touchdown, too. And yeah. just, I feel like they had constant, just big plays like that, yeah. where it's very hard to, I feel like, overcome that, especially if you're on the other side. It's an NFL play. Yeah. Just about everybody does it, but only, you only, it only works against teams that are really going to chase you. Right. You, you know what I mean? So yeah, Dallas over-pursue. Over yeah, Dallas yeah. was trying to undercut them. Right. And when I watched that yesterday, and it's, just, it's not going to work. And, of course, we'll get into that later. But when you're facing really fast guys or nimble guys, um, Dalton Schultz would be one of those. Right. Uh, it works. And yeah. that worked for an easy touchdown. It's amazing how many good tight ends there are. And the they NFL. moved the quarterback in that play, too. That's right. Yeah. yeah, they changed the pocket, right? They moved everyone a lot. And, and to take away just from that, you know, that, that strength of that defense, right, of being physical and pushing people around. Who are you more impressed with? Are you more impressed with Texans' offense or the Texans' defense during this playoff game? That's a good question. The defense, man, they just out-hit Cleveland's offense. They really did. That's, that's what it comes down to. The physicality they, was ridiculous. They just out-hit them. They did. And, you know, and to out-hit, it takes talent, of course, but it takes emotion. And that emotion can be many things. You're excited because of the game, or there's a little bit of, uh, I'm frightened because this other team is so good, right. uh, oh, I gotta, we got to really go. Right, right. And you, you know that feeling. I yeah. mean, my God, we play some teams. Too well. Yeah, too well. <laughs> you know, it, it happens. You play some teams that you're a little scared, which brings everything up because you don't want to get embarrassed. Yeah, no doubt. And um, Yeah, fear is a great weapon on the football absolutely. field, right? Fear of getting your butt kicked is always a, a great motivator. Because that, that fear is going to be with you all week when you're sitting in a meeting, you're going, you know, sure, coach, are we going to get the – and, you know, paying attention – practice you go we, we got to practice really well and be sharp because damn these guys are good yeah you know so I think Houston had all that on his side and 
Should have known that and picked them. <laughs> but damn, that's all right. We split later on though too. Yeah, no, but picking but these it, games. You know how so. how impressed though have you been though with just you know uh, well one let's discuss this real quick. You know Derek Barnett comes up with the sack. You know in this game, so big pickup think, for. Did he have one or two? He had one, but he oh. had a big tackle for a loss okay, too. Okay, that's what it was. But just. Here's a guy they added to him late on the roster. Him, uh, Jonathan Grenard, right? Will Anderson, that defensive line, Rankins, all that stuff. Like, I just feel like they they got a lot of really good, interesting pieces that make them a tough matchup to deal with. And well, yeah, maybe not we, the stats always show it, yeah. but they're making huge impacts on the defensive yeah, side. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that when we talk about the game against uh, okay. Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll revisit that. But that's definitely one of the impressive parts about yeah. D'Amico Ryans and his ability to obviously evaluate, find talent, and integrate it into Yeah, uh, as we'll his, talk about later, team. D'Amico Ryans is coaching, and it looks almost the same. I mean, not quite the talent level, of course, that he did in San Francisco. Right. That's what it is. Is he coach of the year? Well, you know, winning a playoff game yeah. is a is a big deal. It is. You know, Kevin Stefanski. Against another up. potential coach yeah. of the year candidate. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, Houston, I, I was probably going overboard with them. I said, you know, man, they could win four or five games this year. Uh, it's crazy. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, th- listen, it takes really good coaching to have a good season, to win games in the NFL, and to win playoff games – Hey, coaching means more in the NFL than it does any other major sport by far. Definitely. And yeah, you not see even that. close. Yeah, for not sure. Not even close. Yeah. Bobby Slowick. Okay. I mean, come on. Yeah. This is cutting edge offense in the NFL. Maybe one, if I had to name three, whatever, they would definitely be one of the three offenses if you're a quarterback right. or you're a head coach. Yeah, let's run that offense. I love that. And, and he, like a Ben Johnson type, like you had said earlier in the year, you know, you pull him into the office, you're hey, how much you. money you need, player. Yeah, because yeah, you know, we don't want to let you go yet. I don't think you're quite ready for this head coaching thing. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So we wanna, we're going to sweeten the pot a you little. You sure you're ready? You know, because we could just pay you more. You yeah. Know, get yeah. some more experience. I don't understand why it never happens. Yeah, I but, don't know. All right, well, let's go ahead. Let's, uh, so let's go now to the Dolphins-Chiefs. Ooh. That football game. First takeaway just from that game. What, what, did, you, what did you notice right away? Oh, it was like – it was huge. One could throw in the cold weather, and the other one couldn't. <laughs> and you said in the car ride over here, what about Patrick Mahomes? I thought it was his best throwing performance of the year. And I've been extremely critical of him yeah. all season with how he's thrown the football. But his accuracy, his power, obviously his ability to throw the ball that effectively too in those conditions, it was just it was night and day performance compared to, uh, to the Dolphins and Tua. And he played so calm. He you did. know, he didn't – you know, panic is not the word for him. Because when you can run, sometimes it's hard to overcome the fact that you can run. Right. You know, well, it's not what I want to let me run. And I think he was gotten into that mode too much. But, yeah, I thought he threw the ball extremely well. And I said maybe there were two times I go, well, the ball wasn't perfect. Right. But, man, did he throw it accurately and, like you said, with power. Yeah. In a cold, windy game. So, going to Buffalo, we won't get it. But no matter what the weather is going to be in Buffalo, him and Josh Allen are going to be able to handle it. Yeah, we le- we learned that for sure, yeah. that both Patrick and Josh. But that was the first thing that came to my mind when you said the game. Sure. Is it concerning you that Tua looked the way that he did in those conditions? Yeah, well, they're not used to for it. For big picture. Yeah, and, and I would say this to him, you know, yeah, it's they don't get the practice in. They can't prepare for it. Um, but the one thing I would say 
you know, when you now, this is being minutia, but I looked at the footballs and go, I don't know if they rubbed those footballs up enough. Well, yeah. it's a great point. You know, I know it's a weird thing, but they're not used to playing those conditions. So they're like, all right, hey, we're just going to use the footballs that we always do, but it might not be the best football for cold weather. Cold weather, right? Yeah. And especially the ball being a little harder, a little slicker than it normally is. No question. I always had this complaint with Matt Ryan, actually, because Matt Ryan – actually use kind of newer footballs compared to, like, the muddied-up footballs. Right. Now, he played in a dome his whole career. That's right. So I was always saying to Matt, like, okay, like, hey, we're playing here. We should probably, you know, treat Mix. the footballs a little different with this. And he's like, hey, hey. He goes, Sam, just just let me do me, all right? Like, he'd always, <laughs> he'd always be like, just, just back off. Let me just throw the football that I want to throw. And I'm like, all right, you're right. You're right. You're the man. Yeah, Matt Ryan was <laughs> in the studio last week with us, and we had a few talks, and – I said, you know, look, you only dealt with my son for a few years. I've had him for his whole life, so how do you think I feel? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he, he loved it. No, but he, he said a lot of good things about you. But, yeah, it, it, I – That is a real thing, though, for throwers. It is. And, and honestly, it's terrible. I was looking at that during yeah. the game. I couldn't quite do it when I watched the game on, you know, the, the all 22 or whatever because you can't quite see the football. <laughs> I know I hate saying that I watch coaches' film. Yeah. Because it just sounds like, oh, who, who gives a crap what you watch? Right. But um, – yeah, but watching the game on TV, I just Patrick Mahomes football looked like uh, he threw them in high school. Right. They were beat up and looked great, and that's what you can do with them now. There's no reason not to have a perfect grip on the football, almost regardless of the weather in, in this day and age. Are you a little concerned with Travis Kelsey and some of his drops and just some of the things that happened to him in the game, or is that just conditions and you're – Yeah, I wasn't alarmed by yeah. him dropping the football. I Actually, I thought he ran better, um, you know, in the game. He looked a little quicker and faster. And I think what's happened, and we'll t talk about this game coming up, but there's four people on offense that I know about Kansas City now. No doubt. Can you name them? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. I just bit by a zombie Pacheco. Yeah. And then Rasheed Rice. Yeah. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, you got it. Hot damn. Hot damn. It's pretty obvious when you watch the game, player. Well, I know. I don't even know if there's other people on the team or on the field, you know, well, especially when you, offensively. When you got four guys that, hey, what do we do? We got four guys. Let's work yeah. with them. And it makes it awesome. And Rasheed Rice, first off, I, I wanted to look it up, and you know, you can only do so much in a week. How big is that sound gun? He, he's got I, legs like he's you he's know he's strong. Tie. He is really strong, yeah. and it's it's pretty cool too because I feel like the last three weeks, it's kind of like you're seeing this all of a sudden. It's like, wow, this guy is he's got oh, it. He's a dude. He's a dude. He's a real dude. Yeah, they draft him. I think the story is what Mahomes is down in Texas and threw oh, that's with right. him, and he says, yeah, I like him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what pow man, Patrick Mahomes, you get to tell him who to draft? It's yeah, a, good for you, uh, player. Help him out. Yeah, you, <laughs> that's some power. But yeah, those four and on defense. Yeah, let's talk about that defense. I'll just do it real quick and more because I don't want to we'll talk about it when they play Buffalo. Right. Depth is awesome. They're aggressive. They're extremely well coached. Right. And Spagnola has just got a great feel for every, all this stuff. Right. And so, but down linemen, they, they don't hesitate to keep them fresh. Everybody's going in and out. And, you know, probably the one guy, too, that might be the unknown factor this week is, you know, if you watch George Car Carlos, I thought you would say that, yeah. Him and Aiden Hutchinson, yes, I know they're both white. But, uh, <laughs> but it looks like Karloftis is starting to really get the move, uh, you know, 
turn it into a real pass rusher. Right. Is that? I don't mean to say it negatively. No, no. I. But he's he's figuring out how to affect the game more as a pass rusher than yeah. he has in, in I, previous. I saw him a couple yeah. times. His arms were locked out, and he was just like bulldozing the right. tackle. And I just. He's a big dude. He's he's a strong dude. Yeah. And, and yeah, both him and Chris Jones, I feel like it's just like. They were all over the place in the backfield in the last game. Well, last thing I'll just say about that game. Yeah. Chris Jones, of course, still a huge factor. And the bigger the game, the more he seems to be a factor. Right. You know, how about last year? You know, oh, we don't know about Chris Jones. And then the playoffs, oh, that was pretty good. Oh, that was really good. Yeah. It just got better and better. Yeah, no doubt. So, he's one of those guys and good for him. Yeah, and he, uh, let's see, for – you know, the other guy, too, that I feel like always kind of pops up recently, too, is this uh, this Tranquil kid. Oh, Drew Tranquil. I My mean, God, he's, he's everywhere. Just, yeah, he's a Swiss Army knife. He just does a little of everything. Of course, you know, Nick Bolton, what he does to that team, too. Gay. I mean, like, I mean they're, they're, they, look, now that got, he's healthy and back, that's awesome. They got size and speed at linebacker. Yeah, McDuffie, Sneed. I mean, just Sneed. stacked everywhere. I'd like to be a – how would you like to be a receiver and have to deal with him all the time? I mean, did you see did – you, they, they didn't really show it on television, but, of course, social media got it. But you see LeJarrius Need and how he jammed up Tyreek Hill in the yeah, long Yeah, that was rep. great. That was and, great. And, you know, Tyreek was just like, yeah, man, like, he got me, you know. No, like, he – what did he say? You jammed me all the way to Mexico. Can, to Cancun or, or something Cancun? like that. Yeah, yeah whatever. so that was, uh, you know, but – I, I am a little concerned long-term, though, for the Dolphins and for just – the way that they kind of had their team structured this year, and I think they really do need to kind of, one, got to develop the passing attack to where, like, can you just drop back and throw just atypical passing game stuff? Does everything have to be, like, super game-planned? That's my one little concern, you know? Like, I feel like every now and then, like, can you just throw your old standard West Coast offense play in with, all the other stuff that you really went over the top in game planning, yeah, right? No, like, it's almost like it's too well thought out yeah. that they can't even do just basic mundane things every 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 now and then. Excuse yeah. me. I, I would say this about the Dolphins. I'm not going to overjudge it. Yeah. Just because the, so well, the many injuries guys, on the defense injuries, were. And, you know, at yeah. one time I'm looking at the defense going, man, they're building some defense down there. So whatever it is with the Dolphins, they hope to get healthy and, and they'll run this thing back almost probably, Matt, probably the same way. Right. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. What's next? Packers, Cowboys. Packers, Cowboys. Mm. Where do you want to start with this one, player? Well, there's a lot we to were digest. The, we here. were in the studio, and yeah. um, I came driving home, and I get, I heard turn the radio on, seven nothing Green Bay. I'm like, oh wow. Before I got home, fourteen nothing Green Bay. And I'm like, damn. I hope that we recorded it. I want to see what went on. <laughs> but I, I think I just sat there in shock because yeah. I got to see. You know, the interception or 21 nothing, then the interception for the touchdown. Which came first, 21 to nothing interception or what What doesn't matter? But when they had the interception and ran it back, I was like, 28 to nothing. This is like you couldn't even dream this up. If you were the biggest hater of the Dallas Cowboys, you could never even dream of having <laughs> this happen for you. So, yeah, there was it was exciting. I'll just leave it at this, and then I'll talk a little more about what – Dallas did. It was exciting and all that, but also I did feel sympathy for the Dallas Cowboys when it was over. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of rooting for the Cowboys, honestly, just because I, I wanted to, obviously, for them to break the narrative of what yeah. they've been kind of battling the entire year. Right. But as you watch that game, too, you just they're just not a Super Bowl football team. They're really not. You know, the injuries to, to Leighton Vanderesh were huge. 
their lack of size in the middle of their defense, uh, Aaron Jones and his ability in that offensive line, the play calling by Matt LaFleur was phenomenal. The play design, the formations, the motions, uh, and, and of course, to tap, top all that off, Jordan Love, his ability to throw the football with such ease was just absolutely tremendous. I love it. Really one. Was. It really was. I don't know if it was a touchdown. I can't remember which play because there's so many. But he, <laughs> yeah. he dropped. See, he, to, they get under the center and drop back pass. Yeah. Which is almost forbidden in the NFL now. Right. But seven step drops. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's another team in the league that does seven step drop. There's very few. Definitely he, not from under center. Not only did he, he – yeah. but one time there was pressure coming. He knew it was trouble, so he just kept backpedaling. And then, well, that was the play where I was like, wow, this is, this is like it's over. Yeah. It was Jordan Love's at the line of scrimmage, and clearly him and LaFleur prepared for this. He read that it was cover zero blitz, right. went to the line of scrimmage, made the check, he caught the football, he drifted back, and then this is where I believe Wicks was one-on-one with Stephon Gilmore. Outside receiver. Little, little spray release or widen release post. Right. Stephon is in the worst position possible for a defender in this situation. Right. He's trying to sit to break on anything quick. He breaks the post. He's flat-footed. He wins. Delivers a beautiful football. But his drop, the identification of the defense, the execution on top of it, the speed of Wicks on the outside – like, I was like, damn, this is – it's over. Like, yeah. you just can't overcome these type of plays, too. And it kind of shows you, too, that, like, Dallas felt that desperate at that time of the game to say, we, we got to get after the quarterback and get them out of here to stop them. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. You know, I think it's just kind of keep focusing on Dallas just because we're going to talk about, you know, Green Bay going to San Francisco. Yeah. But just, just the fact that, um, you know – there was 54 offensive plays by Green Bay, I think. I'm just, I can't remember exactly. Right. 48 times Dallas had six DBs on the field or whatever. So, Green Bay, we saw the schemed up runs. I thought they were really well designed. They were. Uh, I even talked about one of them, I think, on Monday uh, in the studio waiting for the Buffalo game to come out. I was just showing how they were blocking it, kicking out Micah Parsons, making it rough on him. You know, it's kind of like a fighter. You know, you keep hitting them sooner or later, you wear them down. No doubt. And, man, they're pulling the tight end across from the other side, and it's just a collision. And, you know, if you're the defensive end at the time, which Micah Parson was, you got to protect yourself. Definitely. How are you going to make plays when there comes this big-ass tight end at me? And Yeah. But so that was interesting, too. The, the passing scheme, extremely deceptive by Green Bay. And, of course, their run game was, was ter- tremendous, too. Yeah, and the, the play you were talking about earlier, too, was the, uh, the interception by Jair Alexander on the slant or yeah. the in-breaker. Yeah. Uh, that was early in the game that kind of led to it being 14 nothing at the right. time, right? And uh, you even said it, too. You're just like, why, why are you trying to throw it to, you know, Alexander's side like that, you know, especially early in the game? Because you, you think that he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the uh, well, cornerbacks here, in the league. He's this guy – that doesn't care. Right. And that's the scariest corner of all. <laughs> right. Hey, I'm I'm reading, I'm going. Right. And you know, I'm not oh, he might he might make another move. The hell with that. Yeah. And yeah, slants, anything quick inside, I would never if he's bumping and running, I'm looking the other way. Right. I didn't watch that film real close. I might do that just to see 
But were they bump and run all over? Was he in bump that and run That one position? he was, yes. He was all over it. He yeah. was covering Brandon Cooks on that play. And really, they kind of did one of those like under with the corner over the top. Okay. If Dak looks past it to the corner, it's, it's, open. it's open. It's a big play. Yeah. So, But he tried to force it in there. He tried to you know, just make, I think, like a get in rhythm type of throw. But led him too much. He led him too much. Alexander was all over yeah. it. And that's where, you know, he damn near ran the route for him. So, again, just the preparation on both sides of the football. There was no plays where I feel like Dallas got Green Bay out of position. Whereas in the opposite, Green Bay got Dallas out of position, I feel like, the entire football game. game, You know, both offensively and defensively. And that's where, you know, why I mentioned the Y League play, too. You know, that's a play that I feel like coaches run early on in the year. Yeah. And they're like, kind of like, hey, let's get the quarterback to feel good, you know, or we're winning and let's kind of pile it on him here, yeah. you know, to, to really end it and separate. Right. And I just love that LaFleur called that play. Right. You know, because he felt that he knew that they were dominating. He's like, all right, well, let's just get him with one that, you know, they're overplaying because they got to get back into the game. Yeah. Let's fake inside zone, boot, throw back across the field. And, that's one of those where it's like, damn, he was so open. Jordan Love threw it so like, that's, He almost underthrew two of them. Like, he threw I know, so soft. I know, but he was so damn open. Oh. It's just like, please, just don't. But uh, You know, that why sneak or whatever you call it? Why yeah. Do, why, is that what sneak y'all call or it? leak. Yeah. Leak, whatever. You know, did that go back to Kyle Shanahan in Houston? Is that where it started? Uh, that I don't. Well, probably. Yeah, he did the. Schaub used to throw those a lot. He did the the second man through for sure. Yeah, you know they clear. Then the guy would cross and then turn up the sideline. The second man. Yeah, it was designed for what? For the, oh, whose defense? Yeah, boots play actions overplaying the Seattle three. The Seattle three. So there's Dan Quinn for sure, and just some of the things they teach or whatever. They all know this and. I don't know if that's why it works. Yeah, and it's also just, I think, a play, too, for a team that's running the football extremely well, yeah. right? And you're getting a team that's caught in man coverage. Right. It, it's just hard to, to cover that play yeah. when you're over-pursuing. Look at you. you get the, you're copying my mannerisms over there. Well, but uh, well, what, 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 I scratched my ear, you scratched your ear. Okay, but here we go. Well, uh, I was trying not to listen to you. Yeah, that's, that's, right. Right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, put your damn glasses on. I got to read what the hell I wrote. It, the the it, other thing that I just, you know, real quick, just, man, Green Bay speed. You know, so there's Aaron Rodgers saying they're not doing enough getting me young talent around. Whoa, look at this team now, player. They got young speed everywhere. Uh, let's go through this uh, skill group here real quick. Um, <laughs> Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, he's uh, pretty good. Fast. Uh, Luke Musgrave. Like him. Wow. Like him a lot. Like the kid Tucker Craft, Tucker too. Tucker Craft, good, too. Excited about both of them. Yep. Dontavian Wicks. Uh, fast. Fast. Uh, who else do we got? Christian Watson. Really fast. Didn't do much. Super fast. Yeah, he... He's, so uh, he's resting his hamstrings. He'll be ready. And then Aaron Jones as a running back, as a pass catcher. We, you didn't see much as a pass catcher, but still, yeah. we know that he can do it. We yeah. know that he can be effective that way. So, uh, yeah, Green Bay, you did it. You did it. Wow. Yeah. You got a lot of new and, young blood football players that and are super talented. We'll get into them just a little bit. This, yeah. But this, they throw it down the field. They do. And what does that do? I always say that. Deep drops, play actions, whatever. The defense does what? It expands. It's easier to see. You can make better decisions, and it really becomes easy when you have a good arm like Jordan Love does. So it, it's, it's, it's the perfect offense for him. He's not one of these, oh, let's get the ball and keep throwing quick slants and quick outs right. and all that. And it, it benefits the receivers. That's who they are, too. It is. Let's it don't go get does. fast guys to run a bunch of, you know, three-yard routes. Right, right. No so, doubt. 
man, good for them. I think that's six guys, all young, and they all have one common denominator. If they're not really fast, they're just real fast. They're so fast on the field, too, that, like, when they run the route and catch it, you're kind of just like, whoa, who, who was that? Well, yeah. it doesn't even matter. It was one of them because they all <laughs> just, like, they're all just – moving on the field yeah. it's crazy Dobbs caught a few where he caught it and just turned up the sideline I was like damn I know like they are so happy to be playing on this turf on the road <laughs> it just was unbelievable how quick they they were able to transition after the catch well here's where they got me and we'll go to the next game yeah I remember sitting there watching on TV I think I saw it on TV but when I watched that game when they were in Detroit Thanksgiving Day Jordan Love was awesome and I just said wow it just it was like the light went on. Not the light. I don't want to say that. He just found his comfort zone of his, his body and his throwing. And even against Chicago, which I didn't talk about when they played the last game of the year, playoff yeah, game. Right. And he was stepping into it. He threw some rockets. No doubt. In, in cuts. Game is on the line. We're inside our five-yard line. Scored 17-9, I think. And what did they do? Yeah. They come out throwing. Yeah. It wasn't all this handed off. Be careful. No, it, so it was really impressive. It's a credit to Jordan Love and his ability to play fearless and to just let it go and to trust, you know, what he sees. And uh, just, again. To Matt LaFleur, too. Matt LaFleur, really. Because this is not the, the offense that I've seen from right. Aaron Rodgers towards the end of his reign. Right. This is Matt LaFleur's imprint on this team. And it's it's exciting. It's a fun watch. And, and it's, it's aggressive. And, you know, we'll, we'll get into that matchup here against San well, Let's get these other minute. two real quick because I don't know how long we've been going. But All right, Cal, uh, let's go now to the Rams and the Lions. Okay. And the Lions. What do you think, player, about this one? Well, the quarterbacks threw the ball. It was – I think it was – I don't want to get into just the quarterbacks, but they both threw the ball extremely well. Matt Stafford made some throws that, you know, even the announcers were laughing because if you're an ex-quarterback or whoever you are, you just it's, – it's unbelievable. It is. It really – third and 18 – <laughs> and he throws one, not sidearm. I mean, it was beyond sidearm and hits a deep It was submarine. Yeah. Submarine. Yeah. And hits it, and I just went, all right, that's, uh, that's ridiculous. Well, I think, too, he just – we were saying it midway through the year, and now it, it kind of like all of a sudden it caught up again, just like it, if they keep building this football team, which it looks like they have been, and it's projecting the right direction, too, with some of the young football players they have on the defensive side, too, and what they've done offensively. Matt Stafford's still an MVP caliber type of player. Yeah, he, he is. really is. He is. You he know, is. he's an MVP type of thrower. Yes. And, and that's where I was super impressed with. I was really happy, though, just as a fan, that in this game, Jared Goff, Matt Stafford didn't lose the game for their teams, right? Because I, I just did, I was tired of that narrative of like, you know, them, them versus each other and all that. Right. You know, I feel like we always do that with this quarterback beat that quarterback. It's like, no, this quarterback beat that defense, you know. But. Yeah, judge the quarterback on the performance against who he's playing. Right. And quit going, well, the other one now played, no, okay. There's times, well, now I don't even want to get into all yeah, this quarterback Yeah, I know, but stuff. just still, Matt Stafford, his performance was ridiculous. Puka Nakua. Was ridiculous. Was absolutely ridiculous. His toughness, too. That dude's tough as hell. Yeah. He really is. I he's, mean, some of the catches that he made over the middle, like, you know you're going to get killed. He, and, and he just ah, oh, get it. catches it, has no expression, gets up, and runs back to the He really does. He's I gotta, awesome. I, I got to show you something I saw on Instagram yesterday. Look at you on Instagram, yeah, player. And, and yeah. What would you say? I got to admit, it's addicting. You start, oh, that was cool. That was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> It's about they're in the draft room, and they're getting ready to draft Oh, him. I know. That was great. That you, was you great. You saw it already. Yeah, yeah, of ah, course. dang. Yeah. It was great. No, I just – to hear that discussion, 
So the, and, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, right? But just they're basically like, yeah, I like this guy. I know that he's slow at the combine. I know he didn't test well, but he's tough. He's going to go in there. I need a guy that's going to go in and block in the run game, be yeah. strong, but we can design plays for him to be just a really good football player. And, and, and that's a reminder, too, to everybody at home, right, that just no doubt testing is important. But to be a really good player and yeah. play the game well, to have yeah. a high football IQ, yeah. you know, you can see that they value that very high. Cooper Cup gets hurt. Yeah. And he takes off. No doubt. And it continued. And they said he's a part of the breakfast club now. Oh, really? Yeah, so that was funny, too, because they're telling the story about how Stafford and Cooper Cup are in the meeting. They invite Puka, you know, to get involved with it. And the whole meeting, they're just saying, yeah, Puka, you, Puka needs to do this. Puka needs to do that. And they were saying that he wasn't even, like, in the room. Like, that's how they were talking. Oh, that's funny. So it's really cool, though, that uh, they were able to find, the, obviously, this gem late in the draft and, obviously, for him to come up yeah. the way that he did throughout the year. The Rams are somebody to look at next year, but I'm happy for Detroit. Yeah. Dan Campbell, you know, everybody made fun of him. And, you know, I know it was a little tongue-in-cheek, but I think people really said, oh, the coaches like him are outdated. And no, they're not. His passion, his being truthful to the players, and how he co- – never forget the, the first year he was – well, maybe it was – yeah, when he did hard knocks. Yeah. And remember they had a really hard practice and they were hitting. Yeah. And it, I felt like Dan Campbell was going to cry, like, we had to do this. Right. I'm sorry. Right, right. But you've got to <laughs> do this. Yeah. Science tells you to do it. Right. And so he was saying all that and um, all the work they've gone through – We've talked about Ben Johnson endlessly. Aaron Glenn, look, he's, I think he's doing a really good job. Yeah. And they're caught into this. Do we play zone so we can stop the run? Or do we get aggressive and try to stop the, you know, whatever, and it turns around, and then they run the ball on us. Yeah. So, you know, that's where they are right now. They need one or two more players on that defense where they can play and catch you by surprise. They're not there yet. But, hey, Jared Goff, I can't tell you how happy I am for him. And that had to be emotional as hell. Let's be honest. They threw you. They kicked you out of L.A. That's the way this league goes. But it had to be – man, he had to go home that night. Him and his wife had to look at each other and go, yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty <laughs> awesome, right? We just kicked I mean, their that, ass. It, that's the first thing I thought of, just his emotions and everything. But he's Mr. Cool. He doesn't show a lot of it. And but. honestly, I mean, how cool is it, too, even on the other side of it? Because I'm sure, you know, Sean McVay, you got to give respect to Coach Campbell and what they've done. Guys like Mark Brunel, Ben right. Johnson, all yeah. of them, you know, all players, yeah, all yeah. guys that know what it takes to be successful as a coach, as a player. And, like, yeah, give Campbell credit, man. That dude got what was, you know, a, a, a toy that was thrown to – the island of misfit toys, right? And right. he was like, "Hey, man, let me. Let, we'll build you back up." They did, and it was work. They did it, and, and that just again another thing too of just coaching. And they throw, coaching is so damn important. It is, and uh, the offense fits Jared Goff. It's not a get rid of the quick ball. Yeah, it's play action pass, deep drop, lots of room to move because he's got to go O line so you can really get into it. And Jared Goff, his best throws are those deep end cuts and yeah, the deep, deep routes hook routes and where he those can kind throw it as hard as he can throw it. Yeah, and it's for awesome. Sure. Let's go ahead yeah. and move ahead. And then Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's pretty damn good, <laughs> is right. But what I love about him too, though, he is tough as hell too. 
he is a strong dude. Yeah. When he catches the football, he's, he's violent. He's trying to hit people too, which I love about it. Well, so you if know, he, if he doesn't, his dad's gonna come show up. And get him. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. But still, it just you know. And Aiden Hutchinson, we'll get into that too. But he's just a phenomenal football player, and his impact on the defensive side is is uh, just absolutely tremendous. All right, and, who we got left? All right, so now the next one we got. Well, we got two left, real quick. So well, let's, let's be real look, quick. Look really all fast. right, so Bills, Bills, uh, and Steelers. Um, Steelers, I'll just say this. I thought Mason Rudolph, I felt bad when our show was over that I didn't give him a little shout-out. I thought he hung in there and played well. Yeah. Okay, that was one. Right. you got to look at the two wide receivers Pittsburgh has, their offensive line, which I think is pretty good. Yeah. And Broderick Jones at right tackle. Right. Oh, my gosh. I mean, all he has to do is drop 10 pounds. He could be a tight end. I mean, he's that athletic to me. Right, he is. He can run and all that. So, there's – and they had no T.J. Watt. That would have changed the game, too. I was uh, – I, I wanted it to be worse weather because I thought it would have helped Pittsburgh with that. Well, right? yeah. Or with him being out because now it's like, okay, we can't just drop back and throw it and be super consistent even right. though, you know. But it was clear, and that gave, I feel like, the Bills an opportunity to drop back and throw it more aggressively and take advantage of the fact that TJ wasn't there. I've said this. Weather brings talent together. No doubt. So it, shrink, it, it definitely shrinks – you can be, five, let's say, five degrees better than the other team. And the weather, if it's a factor, then it comes down to almost a toss-up. Yeah. You know, so. Now, big picture for the Steelers, do they draft a quarterback? No. Or do they go and get a veteran? They'll get a veteran. They will. They, they, they're not, they don't want, if they get a quarterback, it's going to be a veteran. Why would they go out and let's restart that and, well, he's doing really good as a rookie or whatever? Right. No, they're going to bring a veteran in to uh, compete to some degree with Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett. Right. Yeah. So. Is this a possible place for Russell Wilson, you think? He fits, I think, what they want to be and who they are. His right. arm, he's got a better arm than the two quarterbacks there. I'd say he's more mobile than either one of them. I think he Kenny Pickett. He can Pickett's, play in those, that, that weather, too. Yeah, I think so. He's, he's played out in that. Seattle all these years in yeah. Denver. It's not like they're the greatest. It's always cold, wind, rain. Right. Or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, that would be interesting to see. But. He would kind of fit what they're looking for, right? At least I think, or we'll just see. What are they going to do on the offensive side? Are they going to try to keep moving this thing forward? I think they did a pretty good job of that um, there at the end of the year, and uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. But Pittsburgh's got a lot of good stuff there that you got to feel good about. That's yeah. for sure. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. And then the last one, real quick, Tampa Bay versus Philadelphia. Well, go ahead. Just do Philadelphia. We're not going to talk. We'll talk about Tampa Bay later. Yeah. I mean, with Philly, just. Uh, I don't know. We were constantly the whole year just putting band-aids on it. Well, you know, they just keep winning. They this win ugly. The they do this. They'll, they'll figure it out, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it just – I think this team's falling apart, right? And I think it's pretty obvious, too. I think a lot of people are saying it on television, too, that just, you know, the, the team that we fell in love with a year ago, you know, how much a year a difference makes for a football team this way, too. You've said it a couple times today. What's, What's that? important in the NFL? Coaching. Uh-huh. So, you lost two head coaches, offensive, defensive coordinators. They go on. We, we've seen what Gannon can do as a D coordinator in Arizona and what he yeah. did in one year. We see what uh, Shane Steichen could do in Indianapolis as an offensive coordinator and Gardner Minshew as his backup and all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, to replace those guys, you know, hey, do they have hope that the, the guys that they got can improve as play callers? You know, I, I – of course, time on task and more experience will help you, but it's a tall task right now. 
I think the roster, too, is not as good as we were giving it credit for, really, as the year went on. Uh, uh, clearly at certain positions, especially in the secondary, right, and even the linebacker position. But uh, you got Kelsey, who now is retired. What happens to Brandon Graham? What happens to Cox? What happens, you know, I guess really just with Jalen Hurts and the A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith things that are going on, too, behind yeah. the scenes. And their body language on the sideline to me was really strange. Terrible. Strange. Really strange. Terrible. I thought, like, Jalen was, like, nervously talking you know, on the sideline at times, like, you know, like trying to, you know, and I just feel like no one was listening or buying into it. So I just feel yeah. like there's a lot going on behind the scenes right now with Philadelphia. And uh, there's there's going to be a lot of things, I think, that, that kind of come from this or, yeah. you know, where they transition to as a team next year. Well, I wasted my time, I don't know why, watching Tampa and Philadelphia play week three this, this year. Yeah. And I saw it and I said, wow, this is – if you're Philadelphia, I'm thinking they're going to study this tape and they're going to be ready. Right. You know, because Tampa is ridiculous blitzing. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. They blitz, well, only And that's what you said, too. Like, Wink and, and the Giants oh, just dominated Philadelphia, free runners being constantly. aggressive, free runners. Tampa said, this is what we do. We match up great with them. Let's do it again. They did it again. I'm not going to say they had great success. They lost that game because Philadelphia ran the ball. You yeah. know, they had a few big plays. Right. All that stuff. But to have no, I don't want to say it, but blitz beaters, it's so, I hate, it's, it's easy. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, it's really complicated. No, it's easy. Yeah. Have guys block, have guys in motion, whatever. You know they're going to blitz. And the only teams that blitz more than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year was, how about this, the New York Giants, what a shock. Right. And the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Brian, yeah. Right. Flores up there. You right. know, when in doubt, send them all. all right. And <laughs> let's get off the field or get a turnover and let our offense on yeah. the field. But, uh, yeah, it, it, that was the most shocking thing of all, that they had no answers for the Blitz. For sure. That would have been my first, second, third, and fourth thing that we would have worked on all week. No doubt. Now, I hate to go back and talk, but with Bill Parcells and Ron Earhart, Man, if a team was blitzing us, hell, that's all we did was work on it. Yeah. Hell, we know how to run all oh, this this play. We've run it 7,000 times and because uh, there's nothing worse. And it, it my last thing would be this. It really speaks to the coach that you didn't have answers for it. For sure. Okay? Not the players, the coach. Right. And did you see one play where you went, oh, man, they almost caught Tampa this time. Yeah, not many. Not no, many. I didn't see any. No, I still think Jalen Hurts has to throw the football better, though. I really do. Yeah, I'm not I, just, I mean, yeah. you know, I still think there was opportunities where it's one-on-one, -on -one, it's pressure. He has, like, the boundary throw there where it's, like, the stop route or whatever. And just, yeah, he's throwing it high. He's not throwing the football effectively well, too. You know, even the one that was uh, tipped away in the red zone on the fourth down, too. You know, Dallas Goddard's open underneath. You know, he's got a matchup. If he catches it, he's going to run for 10. You know, so, like, I feel like, no doubt, there wasn't a ton of opportunities where you say th they could have had him here. But I still think that he has to improve as a thrower, right, and as a quarterback in that regard, right, to literally put his team on, on his shoulders at times. And then also the scheme on top of it is not helping anybody that's involved in that game. Well, they had some just 
one-on-ones, they threw it deep, and even those, a couple of those, well, were, yeah, that's, they were out of bounds. That's, and that's literally their, their get-out-of-jail-free card, I feel like, yeah. the past two years. They're so, like, all right, pressure, let's just throw it deep to A.J. Brown. Yeah, you know? well, and that's not really a bad decision. <laughs> it's not a bad decision, but when he's not there, yeah, it's a bad there, decision. Yeah. You know? No, I'm, so, just, you know, I'm just, listen, it, the league is not that complicated where you can't draw plays, you see the blitz is coming. Hell, if I can see it on TV every play, surely they do. And we go into checking off to something. And, again, it's deception. You're right. You know, let's put the receiver in motion to block the one guy we can't block. Because we don't need much time. Yeah. Catch it, look, throw. Right. You know, but you don't and there's, there's Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love, you know, first playoff start ever. Recognize defense, change the play, execute it. Never see any of that from Philadelphia, yeah, ever, so. on offense. But, Never see know, any sort of adjustment or check or – some sort of creativity that way too. Well, we didn't we didn't talk about Tampa Bay, but we'll get them going forward here because it, it was a really good effort by them. And, and I was Baker happy. Mayfield. Yeah, Baker. Yep. We'll get into him as we talk about the game. So, who's Pause. the first game playoff game up? Uh, so the first one is the Texans versus the Ravens. Texans and Ravens. Who do you like in this? Let's do, let's do the point spread. You want to do no? Look at hey, just just pick the damn game, all right? And then we'll talk about what well, you like. Well, you're gonna pick Baltimore. Am I? Of course you are. Um, I don't know. I got a six-game lead. I can have fun. Yeah, I know. That's why you'll you'll chalk it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, okay, who are you taking? You say first. I'll take Baltimore. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take Houston. All right. Oh, I I'm mean, sorry. it's a big upset, but, you know, upsets happen. And yeah. I'm trying to catch you. But I can make a case for Houston. All right, so go ahead. What's the case for Houston? Well, have you seen their offense? <laughs> huh? Have you seen that? How's that look? So the but, only offense that has really done, I feel like, a tremendous amount of damage against the Baltimore Ravens all year, one, uh, Rams. the Rams, the Browns, both of them, though, like really early, or at least the Rams was more recently. The Browns yes. was very early in the season. Right. Can Houston do that type of damage against this defense? Y- yeah, yes, I think they can. I've given up. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, this is the first year for the coach, the quarterback. Yeah. No, we're, we're way past that. Right. Yeah, they're very clever. They got talent. Man, I wish their receiving core, look, everybody's dealing with injuries, was 100%. Right. Man, Tank Dale would be in there. Woo. And you'd have a lot to do. But I think they're going to devise a scheme. That, again, does what? What did I say? They're going to protect the quarterback at all right. costs. And they're going to find ways and get those one-on-ones. It, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, so I feel confident about their offense. And on the defense, just, you know, I'll just say this. Will Anderson is getting better every single week. Even this past week, I saw him, I went, oh, my God, he's starting to yeah. – he's trimmed up. He's figuring it out. He's, but do you notice he's trimmer than yeah. he was? Because that's who he is. Right. He played f- nose tackle some for the for Alabama. Right. Nose tackle. I saw him in there against Texas, you know, right on the center. I'm like, how can you be that middle linebacker, an edge rusher, defensive end? <laughs> I mean, they put his ass everywhere, but – and then you and I, I think, were talking about this early in the year. Yeah. I'm watching them play a game, and I'm trying to study Houston. I don't know why. There was something coming up. And I go, oh, they got Will Anderson inside. And I said, who's this Jonathan Gennard? Right. You know, because I didn't – I don't follow Houston a lot because they haven't been any good. Of course. You do. But then we watched, and I said, oh, this Gennard's really good. Yeah. And that's why Will Anderson's inside. But not anymore. Now they're both getting in positions right. to where they can show their talent. Yeah, so that's – and I think, too, just Devin Singletary being a, a huge part of, of Texans staying on schedule. It's not like he had tremendous yards against Cleveland. 
Cleveland's a very good run defense, but just like gotta gotta get some tough yards and just kind of run it to run its sake in yeah, the playoff and not be super pass heavy. I think the first time that they played, C.J. Stroud had 44 attempts, so it's like. Yeah, you know, I, I would rather that be closer to 30. <laughs> yeah, what did you know, I say and, about that first game? And be high percentage. Well, you were just so impressed with CJ's ability to throw the football down the field in that well, one. Well, yeah. He getting, and he was getting killed. He was getting killed. He was getting killed, but he was also just making some yeah, big-time like, throws. Damn. I mean, yeah. I liked him coming out of college, but I didn't see this. Yeah, for sure. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the, the other thing, you and I were talking before we came on, Baltimore. So, the defense has, you know, had an outstanding year right. and everything. But it really came from guys that we didn't expect would be getting to the quarterback. Right. You know, that's so you get three guys, and Matt BK is one. 13, oh, he's awesome. 13 sacks. For a D tackle? Man, it's it, like that is somebody crazy. gave him a, um, well, you know, I don't want to be too smarty. He's so quick he for is. a big guy. That's what got me. His quick twitch is ridiculous. It is. Yeah. And, and uh, Clowney, Jadavion Clowney. Awesome. He's big. Yeah. And then, Kyle Van Oy. Yeah, Kyle Van Noy. I mean, yeah. I laughed. I literally saw him on TV on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. And then, I don't know, maybe I missed it. I said, what did they say? Who got the sack? <laughs> and I love, too, before the show, you're like, he was on the Matt McAfee show. Did I say that really? <laughs> okay. But still, you're right, though. Just Mc McDonald and his ability to make it work with all these different pieces, right, the, these guys that have been battle-tested, too. It, it's really impressive. And the one thing, too, that, that – you know, obviously, just the linebackers, of course. Well, yeah, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, like that's that's phenomenal. Modern day linebackers. Who has more pressure though, the Baltimore defense going against the Houston Texans offense, or Baltimore's offense being off now going against D'Amico Ryan's in that defense? That's interesting. Uh, you know, no matter how we look upon it, I'm always going to say Baltimore's offense. Yeah. You got a good offensive line. You got a really good tight end now, and I are. A couple, right. Isaiah Likely, though, is is the real deal. The receivers, uh, the scheme, and I think my first thought about this is, is everybody's afraid of Lamar running. Right. We got let's don't be careful. Look around, and then you know, and he's back there, and he dances, and he doesn't want these steps up. Everybody, oh, and then he backs up, and he's got all day to throw. Yeah. Pressuring. I would go. Go. Yep, go. Make him catch, wait. Just read, and run throw. and go. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Just get hits and up. collapse. No, you're right. You're right. But when you play that type, he's going to – it's just too easy. Yeah. The receivers are too good. Somebody's going to get open in that time. For sure. So, and, you know, I don't think being off that week, you know, you get enough practice where you can, you know, Yeah, that sharp. doesn't concern you but at that's, all. But that's my big thought, or I'd say, in the game. Go after Lamar. If you at least send five. Right. And it just – crush it for there where he doesn't have time to move around. Yeah. And he has to get rid of the football on time. Interesting. I think that gives you a better chance. All right, cool. And you're going to still stick with your Texans pick? Yeah. Okay. If C.J. Stroud wins this football game, is he the MVP of the NFL? <laughs> I don't is that is it have they turned that vote in already? I have no idea, but I'm just, you know, I'm going off of like just fandom right now. Well no, let's 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 let him win. Let me think about it. All right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, these are two guys that have been in consideration well, for the Well we could MVP. say whoever wins this game is the MVP. That's that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm asking you. Man, if he just rips it up and we look at it like he's had so many games. If he does what he did against the Cleveland Browns to the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens it, are not going to be that aggressive. And, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, They're not okay. going to be tricked by every little. No doubt. But, no, but 
I think you bring up a great point. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it's, it's possible. possible. All right, so Packers, 49ers. Okay. Oh, 54 minutes, Phil. We're who, having a good time today. Who it's do you good. like? It's glad to, glad oh, to be back. I was wondering. I felt like we went too long. That's why. I'm, but who do you like in the game? Uh, I'm going to keep riding the Green Bay train on this one. Oh, good. I'll yeah. I'll San Francisco. I'll give you. I know. I know. Good. You know what? Damn. I don't know. I mean, honestly, you know how I feel privately. I love Matt LaFleur, quarterback coach in Atlanta. Big fan of him, all that stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, I just, I just like it. I really did. I know I said I was rooting for the Cowboys and all that, but as the game went out, I was like, how can you not like this Green Bay team, man? Yeah, I mean, fun. they are awesome. Now, the biggest thing I think for them is can they stop the run consistently? Can they stop the Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel gadget runs where it's – it's outside zone here. No, it's fake outside zone, reverse, all those things. Can you limit those early in the football game? Because I feel like if they can make it somewhat close early, yeah. the game slows down naturally for both teams in the third and the fourth quarter, right. right? So I just feel like can you limit explosive plays in the run game early on? Now, to, to kind of counter that, I'm kind of curious if Kyle Shanahan comes out and says, we're just going to go empty and we're just going to nickel and dime them with some of our spread formations and get Christian against some of their backers in space. You know, so like kind of his strategy that was against Philadelphia a year ago in the NFC Championship right. game was, was going to be that. So really curious to see kind of how that chess game is and how San Francisco also bottles up what I think is maybe one of the fastest receiving cores in the NFL. That's interesting. You know, and so also feeling super confident right now who they are. San Francisco does play what I call safe defense. They do. Okay. That's a, they're keep front, everything in front. Keep it in front. Yeah. So if you do that, you know, listen, uh, boy, I've done these eye visions on CBS, and a couple of them it seems like have been Jordan Love, how he will definitely take the sideline throws. Right. So that would be interesting, you know, to see how that works out. And, you know, you can't get caught up with where's everybody at with the San Francisco offense. No doubt. You know, corners, stay outside. <laughs> oh, it's a running back outside? Stay on the running back. That's right. Just, we're going to play zone anyway. Yeah. So why do we want to switch everybody around? Then have our everybody else where they should be. That way you eliminate all the this stuff. And you're going to make mistakes when you try to match up. For sure. My God, they run out of the huddle. They line up. You go. You don't know who in the hell's who. Yeah. And so I, of course, learned that from a defensive coach in the NFL this year. That's right. He goes, you know, you can't be chasing these guys everywhere. Just line up. Order <laughs> stay outside. Running by. It doesn't matter. This coach is from the south, I guess. No, it wasn't. No, or was, is that just your coach voice? That was, yeah. yeah, I guess that's my coach. Hey, yeah. Yeah, no. But, yeah, but it, and as soon as he said it, I went, man, that makes sense. You eliminate so many problems. Yeah, well, I think there was a time in the coaching world, too, specifically, where it was kind of like, you know, like types – you know, yeah. receiver, oh, we got to need a corner. We need this. In. But when you're playing really good zone defense, it's kind of just like, hey, know your role and responsibility and know that when this person goes out in motion over here, these are the, the type of plays that they run typically, right? Um, yeah, that's another aspect too. The Green Bay, the screen game. Yes. Can you, can you pursue and stop in the screen, screen game and the, the, those high percentage throws that Brock Purdy kind of gets his momentum built well, Green off Green Bay of. does have speed on defense. Well, what, show me a slow defense, and I'll show you somebody had a bad record. But they, they do have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hell, I forgot what else I was going to say when you were talking about that. But, yeah, they got the speed on defense to stop the screen game and to have success there. So right. we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, you, you know, I think the, the other thing is, you, you said it right too, for Green Bay, just don't give up those – if you don't give up those big plays, which is easy to say, 
hard to accomplish against a talent like San Francisco. For sure. I think my point that I kind of forgot, I didn't think San Francisco's offense just was well, two things. How did Baltimore play San Francisco? I think is interesting. Can Green Bay match that type of style? No, but you can learn a lot yeah. there. Okay. What they did, right. you know, they were on top of some of their key plays. Might not have the Johnnies and Joes, but they they had the X's and O's down. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that, that that'll really be interesting. You okay. Know, so I like and, that. And protecting Jordan Love, that's the other one. With all this rest, I haven't looked to see is is Armstead going to be playing this week. Oh, you know that's a good question. I'm not sure if he is actually yeah. uh, ready to play. So. That's a big miss. That is a big one. I think it's changed their team a little as I watch them. If he doesn't play, huge advantage for Green Bay. Yeah. I'll say that. Because yeah. I feel like Green Bay, man, they did a really good job of being balanced offensively, too. I didn't notice Micah Parsons. I didn't notice, you know, their their great pass rush. And, and even when they did have free runners, Jordan Love did a great job of navigating through it and creating space for himself to throw. That's good. That's a, that's good. You're, you're so right. So you know? that's that's curious. Like, you know. I don't know if San Francisco is that much more talented on the defensive front than Dallas right now. No, probably not. They're probably about not. the same, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Dallas is really good up front, but man, Green Bay had all the answers. Yeah, I, we they talked did. about that game. So this, this is going to be a fun game to watch, and it's one of those. I don't want to boil it down to this, but I think that first quarter is huge. Yeah. Can you not have something blow up on you for just a quarter? I agree. Then. Let's play. Can you hold San Francisco to a field goal on their opening drive? Because I know one thing. Kyle, oh, for two if weeks. you let him score on the opening drive, yeah. he, he's going to be like, oh, he's going to go back into that lab, and he's going to be like, all right, let's just, let's just crush them right here. You know, there's nobody that plays better with a lead than Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco yeah, 49ers. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, so that's where it's just like hold them to a field goal, and you never know what happens. But you're right. I do like that thought about – Baltimore. So you got the 49ers. I got the Green Bay Packers. Okay. And I like how I feel about this matchup. All right. Now we're going to the uh, Bucks and the Lions. Do the Bucks have any chance of beating the Lions? Sure, at they do. Ford Field? They do? Well, yeah. Okay. You know, that, that's here it is. It's Wednesday. I, I want to watch that game when they played this year. Yeah. Because I don't remember it that well. So hopefully, maybe today I will. Uh, but I want to see it just to see the matchups and everything. Right. But the blitzing by Tampa Bay. The feeling they got. Um, the feeling? The, fee <laughs> the feeling? Feeling? How do you say it? Feeling? The feeling? 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 Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Don't make fun of the way I talk. <laughs> um, but, you know, you know, too, Baker Mayfield, I'll just start with their offense real quick. They didn't get a chance to really throw the ball to their wide receivers as much as they'd like to. They'll get that chance against Detroit. Right. And Baker Mayfield, you and I were in, in our kitchen this morning, and I said, you know, man, Baker is throwing the ball so well. And what I like, well, and I said, you know, a couple times when I watched him play Philadelphia, he just threw the ball too hard. Threw it so damn hard. Damn, who's going to – I mean, it's getting on the receivers so quick. No wonder they dropped a few passes. For sure. I think Troy might have even said something, a, a little hint, like, yeah, he's throwing a few of these a little too hard for him. To but that tells you he's feeling good. He was in great rhythm. His whole body, his Confident. arm. Confident. He threw yeah. the ball with such confidence. And couldn't, I couldn't tell that he was playing through injury, you know, with no. the ribs and the ankle and all that kind moved of stuff. Moved around great. Moved around great. He's not afraid tough. to keep moving and take a sack, which Dude he does. Dude is fearless, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yep. And, so, and the other thing that I think is a positive, too, is that Tampa Bay did what they did offensively. And I, I just wanted to double-check again. Mike Evans had three catches for 48. Yeah, I know. You know. So it was the yeah. worst It was the worst possible game that Mike Evans could have in a playoff game, and yet they still put up 32. Yeah. You know, so I have to think that, like, 
it's very hard for that, I feel like, to repeat itself, too. He had uh, one just overthrown down the left sideline that was just out of reach, but then there was another one that Baker threw an absolute dime to him, and Mike dropped it. Yeah. And, he, you know, he was pissed at himself after it. But just I, I find it hard to believe that they'll be able to bottle up Mike Evans, you know, the same way or for him to come up short. I think it's actually an advantage that Tampa Bay is playing in the dome that way as a throwing football team that way. If they sure. can manage the crowd noise and not have the self-inflicted, you know, offside, I mean, right. you know, false starts and all that kind of stuff, I think this offense can really put up a lot of, lot of stats and yards. But well, we talked about Aaron Glenn, the defense, and yeah. what he's done and why they do certain things. Right. And, you know, now they can play man-to-man. Why is that? They don't, I mean, more than they usually do. Because they don't have to worry about Tampa Bay's explosive run game. No. Which it's not. And you're right. I was going to say that, though, too. Run the ball with Rasheed Rice a little bit more. Rasheed White. White. Excuse me. Did Wait. I say Rice? Excuse Rashad me. Rashad White. Yeah, Rashad White. Yes. Thank you. That's I right. apologize. A lot run, of names the football, out there. run the football more, though, with him. Just to keep him honest. For sure. Yeah. You know, the, you know that, that, that'll really be a big key. And if they can play more man-to-man, that would be interesting to see, too. Just because the wide receivers for Tampa, some of their scheme, that'll be important. Then let's go to the other side and just watching the game on TV when they were playing the Rams. Aiden Hutchison is, you know, obviously. He's a dog. Anytime you talk about these pass rushers coming to the league, okay, well, they make the adjustment and. They he's going, like William Wallace out there with his face paint, you know, he's just oh. out there. He's like, McCormick! <laughs> you know, he's just going nuts. So, I mean, he, but he is, he's awesome. He is awesome. <laughs> Excuse me. He he is he's a game wrecker for sure. His it, he looks faster than he did earlier in the year. He looks faster than he was last year. <coughs> Boy, excuse me, getting Damn, choked Phil. up talking about him, yeah. man. He's really playing well. He's playing great. Yeah, no, but I, and his moves, you know, he's got counter moves. Really, it's just it's it it makes me think differently about when you talk about rushers coming into the draft. Yeah. Because we look at Will Anderson, Aiden Hutchinson, his second year, how good that's gotten. Karloftis, how he's changed in his right. second year. They just keep learning their craft, and they keep getting better. Yeah. And, you know, they got premier pass rushers now. Yeah, they do. They so. do. The other one that, you know, even Jack Campbell, too, you know, the rookie out of Iowa, he's starting to kind of figure it out, too. Yeah, he Iowa really just doesn't is. turn out enough players. It's unbelievable. I mean, holy crap. They, they got a national championship football team out there in the NFL. You know, they can only score 10 points on offense, but it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, just, just something for Iowa. Why don't you just Man. give it up, let's do this, and just start running the wishbone. <laughs> I agree. No, I'm serious. You're just, right. Just, just run the wishbone. We're wi- not going to throw the ball, but maybe just be times. Just be Army and Navy on steroids. You That's know? it. That's really what it is. You're right. They'd probably win a lot more games that well, way. Well, I mean, the defensive players in the NFL, the old linemen. The, yeah. The league is the loaded with Iowa tight ends. Yeah. yeah, just put the tight ends at quarterback in yeah. that offense. <laughs> uh, all right, Bucks lions who you got, player? Damn. I know. I'm, try- I'm Let's trying. Let's go. To, I got to. Pick winners here because you're ahead of me. <laughs> I'm going for the upset. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Wow. Phil you were going to take Detroit. That's why. I was actually thinking about the upset, too, for a second. I really was. Well, do what you got to do, son. Yeah. No, I'll go with the Lions because I, I picked against them last week, and I'm a little disappointed that I did, too, because I just I didn't take into the emotion of, like, how much that game meant, too. Yeah. I kind of went with the uh, the old SOL, as they would say. Same old Lions. Yeah. You know? Everybody took – it seemed like everybody picking, well, I like the Rams, the Rams. I'm yeah, there. I know. I know. But you can see why, though, too. Yeah. All right. Chiefs-Bills. Yeah, I know. Wow. Well, what we wrote down 
we got, I guess because everybody has injuries, but not like the defense of the Buffalo Bills. It's ridiculous that they have survived and been as good as they have been on the defensive side of the football yep. for more than half of the year because I thought when Matt Milano went down earlier, I was like, oh, well, here's, here's the beginning of the end for them. Yeah. You know, and they just keep – I don't know how many times I've doubted the Bills this entire year. Hoyer and Hyde were beat up. Oh, I know. They lost their corner, Tredavious yeah. White. I mean, that's so long ago. Was that last year or this year? I don't even remember. But You're here right. we go. They got one player on offense, Gabe Davis, that I don't know. He, it's, it's, it's Wednesday, so I start looking at the injury report Friday morning. Right. But So that's one. Benford, okay, he's out. Uh, or, or hurt, a corner. Yep. Bernard, Terrell Bernard, the middle linebacker. Who's played very well. Very well. Very well. Smart, active, runs. Yep, strong, yep. Terrell Dotson, don't know about him. Rasul Douglas. Huge. I mean, huge. I don't know his status, if he's out for the year or whatever. Yeah. Taylor Rep. oh, my God. He's been battling injury the past three weeks, I feel like. Taron Johnson, the nickelback, one of the, I would say, top five nickelbacks in the NFL. He's iffy. I don't know the, you know, an inspector, the linebacker. So, is that enough? That's a lot of people. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. How many was that, eight? Well, let's see. Seven or eight? Three, five, eight, seven on defense. We're watching the game, and I see A.J. Klein making a tackle, and I go, Damn. Oh, I know. I and, know. And I turned to Bill yeah. Cower, you know, he linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. He's I only said, retired three different times. I said, A.J. Klein, he goes, yeah, they brought him off the practice. The practice squad. I know. He's a 14-year vet. Yeah. It's I, awesome. I think. I'm just. Yeah. But, yeah, there he is. In, and I got to tell you. You look good. I watched the game. He did well. <laughs> he looked good. He looked real good. You know, it's like anything. He, he, of course, can't run like he probably used to. But his knowledge is great. For sure. And so, you know, that really does I mean, help. shit, we got to roll you out there for the Giants next year. I tell you what, I could hand it off as well as anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put you on that, uh, you, that Iowa offense. You've seen me in summer working out with all these guys. Yeah, you're the best underhand thrower I've ever well, seen, no, but Philly. I mean, you, did I, you see me? I, I can't throw overhand anymore. It hurts. Yeah. It, it when hurts. you do, though, it's damn good. Yeah. So, Ken – can the Kansas City Chiefs, though, I mean, can the Buffalo Bills overcome the injuries, you think? Even I think being it's a lot. at home. Yes, it's a lot. It's a lot. It, it really is. I think that when I look at this game, uh, regardless of who plays for the Bills' defense, they're really deep on the defensive line. And Ed Oliver's playing great. You got Russo. We got Daquan Jones, another guy inside who's just kicking. They, they, and they're about seven, eight deep for real. Yeah, right. And they rotate, keep them fresh. And they better be fresh, you know. I just. What would your strategy be if you were McDermott? Like, would you be more aggressive and get after Patrick Holmes, or would you try to kind of stay back and just let the front do what they do, and really just focus on stopping the run game? Run, stop, stop the, the run, run yeah. and no sooner or later, no matter how good they run the ball, what they do, it's third down. Then you try to take advantage of their tackles, right? And you know, can you do that? I actually saw Von Miller, I think, in the game for one or two plays, and I watched and. I think he was in for like two, and they took him out again. But it's a shame he wasn't a big part of this rushing the passer. Leonard Floyd, another guy that's really stepped up and had a good year for right. him, a good edge rusher yep. and all that. But, yeah, play it safe, wait for third down, try not to give up the big plays. But I think that um, the way Mahomes and Josh Allen – I'll just say this about Kansas City's offense. I think they have a chance to have a really good day. Right. So I'm not going to pick the game yet. I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. No, I mean, th this one I'm very conflicted because this is where I'm going to just go to my fandom. I'm not going to go to, the, like, oh, ex-football player and all that stuff. I just, like, 
I just like the Bills. Yeah. I really do. And I also just want Josh Allen to kind of get over that that narrative, too, of, like, it's all on him. You know, because it kind of goes back to the Stafford golf thing, too, where it's like, who's going to win that matchup? You know, Josh Allen's played great the last three times that they played the Chiefs. And yet, you know, two of them he came up short because the defense and special teams were just, like, stupid. Yeah. So, you know, in this one, I'm just kind of rooting for the Bills. I really am as the underdog. Even though they're home, yeah, I think right? they're a, a small favorite. They're a small favorite, but like I just, I, I just kind of, I like the Bills' story. Right. I, I love the fact that I've been down in them all year, and they keep overcoming it. You know, I hope Stefan Diggs has a big day. It's going to be very difficult against the secondary with Kansas City. So not it's a like, great matchup for me. I'm picking the Chiefs if I was to pick. You know, the Chiefs are the better football team to me, and they're the safer bet. I'm going to go with the Bills, though, just because I'm a fan. Right. And I just want them to kind of have this success. Even though I really don't think that they're a Super Bowl caliber football team. Neither do I think the Chiefs are either, though. I really don't. And the big picture. I know their defense is. I, I think just, they, the Chiefs bottomed out, fixed it. Right. And I think they're a huge threat to go yeah, to the Super Bowl. You do. I do. Right. I mean. And it's because of their defense. That's the starting point. It is. So let's just say they match up against Houston or if they win. Let's say they match up against Baltimore or Houston. They can match up. They match up great. They're one of the few teams that, that can, can play versus That can everybody. do either one of those teams, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got, they got you know, they just got a lot of guys up front. Definitely so match up well against the Packers. Absolutely. Can they match up with the San Francisco 49ers really well? Yes. Really well. I think the Chiefs can match up against anybody one uh, the defense has, has been consistent, and it's a creative, and they got shut down corners, and th that becomes, you know, as we go along in the playoffs, yeah. corners can do what? They can be more aggressive. Right. Because the flags don't come out as fast. Yeah, which and, I love about playoff yeah, football. Yeah, so yeah. That, I think that's a big deal to the Chiefs. And the Chiefs can, you know, they can play man-to-man, -man and they can blitz, so they just put pressure on you all the time. Yeah. And even if you block them, can we beat their guys one-on-one? -on -one? I think right. that's a really big question. Yeah, that's a good point. The, the other thing is, too, though, pretty uh, impressed with Buffalo that they've incorporated more people into their offense. Man, uh, right? Yeah, so that's been really good. Speed, yes. all that. That might work for them against this aggressive Kansas City defense. And, of course, James Cook. Good game against Pittsburgh. Watching, he missed a few runs where if he makes the cut the right way, reading the blocks, yeah, it's whatever, explosive play. he's going to have it. So right. there's a lot there. But, but yeah, Shakir and Hardy are the, the two that you're mentioning, too, that like have been integrated into this, no doubt. this roster yeah. that make a huge impact. And do you for think you. Dalton Kincaid, is, is that worked out? He's legit. Gosh, yep. I remember watching him again. Like, just there's so many good damn tight ends in the NFL right now. It's just awesome. It's the biggest. Upgrade position. Upgrade of anything. Yeah, huh? in the past five years, that position has just blown up. In college football, every time I turn the TV on on Saturdays, I'm watching. College football doesn't even take advantage of good tight ends. That's I know. what's crazy. But there's a lot we of only good learn, ones. You're right. We only learn about them when they get to the NFL yeah. because colleges can't, can't doctor it up enough for them. But, uh, you know, you make such great points. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Wait, wait, you just said you wanted Buffalo. That's why I took Kansas City. Oh, oh well, I just switched my mind. Can I do that? I'm not allowed to do that. I, I just think it's a little <laughs> suspect. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you you're little, suspect. You got a little right. nervous as I. You, no, I, you, hey, you make great points. I Listen. make good points. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, good. You won the debate. I won. The, yeah, no, it's that's going to be. We have the game, CBS, 
It's a, I'm not even sure, I can't remember, at all these times. I think we got a 6.30 game on right. Sunday. Right. So it's going to be dark up there. The crowd's going to be crazy. Like they always are. No, no, it'll really be crazy. Night yeah. game? Oh, we got lots of time. <laughs> lots of time yeah, to get liggered up. I, no, I can say, look, I can get oiled up, get ready for the weather. <laughs> and, you know, I hope the weather's not, like, crazy. Yeah. I want to see them play. Oh, I don't do? want to okay. see him fight the elements the whole well, game. Well, I will say this. Both teams show that doesn't really matter. No. They they perform extremely well. Two quarterbacks that are weatherproof. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. They can run, you know, both of them, and they both uh, – I'll never forget the game. Remember when New England played up there? <clears throat> Mac Jones threw three passes in the game. It was a Monday night. There was like 30, 40-mile-an-hour wins. Yeah. And Josh Allen was going into the win. Yeah. And he's throwing like – 30-yard lasers. He threw a missile like six <laughs> feet off the ground for a 40-yard touchdown in that game. It was hilarious. I think New England won that game, though, because they, they did. rushed for like 250 yards or yeah, something crazy like that. But, they did. So. Um, so exciting weekend for the yep. divisional round. Me and Big Phil, we basically picked uh, opposite except for the Chiefs-Bills. So should be a good one. We'll see what happens with that. Um, Big Phil. What? Glad you're back, man. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to see you, man. Hair yeah. looks good. Shirt looks good. Yeah. Glad you wore pants. Appreciate it, brother. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's all for us at Sims Complete. We appreciate it. Thank you to IMP Studios. Thank you for our family over there at Believe. Sims Complete. You didn't, you didn't do any, uh, you know, Lady Diana's today. You didn't do anything? I know. What do you mean, Lady Diana's? We're in the kitchen at my house before we sign off. Right. And my wife will say something, and Matt will start laughing. He goes, oh, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> well, I did say that, you know, you were sick. And that, you know, well, it didn't affect his appetite. He's still hungry. So I told that story. <laughs> okay, you're right. You know, I, yeah. I forgot that one. Okay. I, you know, I can't, I can't always just, you know. No, no, she did something else. I was like, I'm, Damn, I'm beating you in pics. I can't, I can't, you know, beat your ass too much. Oh, hell, so. I don't care. I'm past that. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking so many beatings in my life. I, I feel better when I get beat. <laughs> does that make sense? No, it does not. All right, you're a yeah. strange cat. That's a yeah. fight club type of sound Ooh. off right there. We appreciate everybody again for tuning in. Sims Complete, IMP Studio, Believe Network, thank you so much. And as we always sign out the show, Big Phil, what do we say? Yeah. Good what? luck. No. Oh, no. Hey, hey, as, co- as coach would say, hey, 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 hey Mickey the Boob, okay? Hey, yeah. toodles. 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 <laughs> Never find anybody that likes just the action. <laughs>